2: Ah, hey, good morning everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. I'm here with my partner in truth, Andrea, as always. We are live with you every morning, Monday through Friday, eight thirty AM Pacific, eleven thirty AM Eastern time to bring you the news and events of the day. Andrea, good morning. Today is a very special day. How are it you? It is,
1: it is I am good. It is Pearl Harbor Day. Um and it's not often talked about. like they it, every year it gets less and less and less, and it's you know an important yeah. part of our history. Mm-hmm. so we we need to remember things like that. Um, and we need to remember the patriotism behind the uh, we need to remember the patriotism behind the people that fought and died there, and the causes that we were fighting for, which was freedom.
2: Absolutely. Today's a day that we remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice on this day coming up on almost a hundred years ago. And that feels weird to say, but 80, 80, 81 years ago, um, not only remembering them, but also remembering all of our service members today who are, who have served or do serve or who have also given that sacrifice for sure. So, uh, hats off to the military and, uh, make sure you take some time to remember.
1: Yeah, definitely. Could I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. uh, All of our service members for doing what they do every day. And sometimes it's just the mundane everyday day-to-day tasks. You know, you don't have to always be at war, but, um, you know being in the service you know is a service to this country i feel bad that our work under the regime of this tyrannical government that we're under and um you know so my hats go off to all of those who are still serving and sticking with of this tyrannical Some government <laughs> <that> we're their choice Yeah, but um yeah it's just you know we thank you for what you do every day
2: yeah it's an extremely um I guess complicated scenario that we live in, um, just with the dynamic of government and, uh, the new world order and all this stuff at the same time. And of course everyone has their militaries and mix that in with the history of the United States and everything. And it gets real complex and, and, uh, pretty wild. But I think history is very, very important. Um, for the future for us to understand Uh, and not just understand a little bit. I think it's really important to deeply understand it further than um, maybe even further than a history teacher might teach us.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know, you can look at the, uh, the civil war is a great example of that. A lot of people don't understand the true ramifications of the civil war. And um, because it's misrepresented and what's taught isn't, while it may be historically accurate, it's not, they don't delve deep enough into it to make people question, you know, uh, really all they do is sell one side, which is easy enough to justify when you're talking about warring countries, you know, America versus, you know, another country, because then it's America good, other country bad. But when your own country is at war with itself, and you have um, one side chosen over the other, you know, you have to look at why is that? Is it accurate? You know, how are we? um,
2: What actually happened? what
1: actually happened?
2: Yeah, what actually happened? A lot of times these historical events are boiled down to key components, and uh, oftentimes some things are forgotten in translation or just disregarded. And the narrative is controlled, for whether it's World War Two, World War One, any war. The victor always writes the history, right? So yep. there's a little yep. bit of uh, questions that need to be asked when learning history. It's just pretty um, – it's kind of – It's actually pretty disheartening. It's pretty, I think it's kind of gross that that's the the fact of the matter is that even our history is corrupted to kind of sway people.
1: And (sighs) those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it.
2: Yes. And those
1: who ignore history are bound to repeat it.
2: Which is why I think
1: that... We're at where we're at.
2: Yeah, I think that's why there's so much debate over history and why it's so controlled is to maintain a control over the yeah. populace. And that's just my opinion. but.
1: Yep, no, I agree with your opinion. It's all about control. That's what it's always been about. It's what it'll always be about. And um, those in power are that seek to control us will do anything and everything they can to keep that control over us. But uh, the one th- thing that they can never fully control, at least not yet, is our minds. And we need to remember that, you know, no matter what they do, short of putting a chip in your brain, <laughs> which Elon Musk is trying to do. but <laughs> Yeah, he, oh my
2: uh, he said that you know, the chips are ready.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. looking at starting trials next year and there's in no, 2023.
2: And there's no guac on the table. These are brain chips, people um he's and then i saw somebody say something like uh ai is going to take over and all this stuff and elon's like don't worry um paraphrasing don't worry these chips aren't fitted with that ai it's just a it's just a brain-computer interface. It'll be fine. And people are like, well, what about all the animals that died during the testing? And Elon's like, our monkeys are so happy. Come on, get out of here. Look, we're giving the monkey snacks. He's typing. <laughs> <laughs> he typed and he gave him snacks. He's happy. I'm not putting right. shit in my brain. I'll just have the good old-fashioned... M- good old-fashioned human brain just uh what do they call it stock just off the shelf yeah, <laughs> yeah. i take
1: the stock model <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've already
2: <laughs> tried to fuck me up enough with my vaccines as a baby and stuff that's just my opinion i'm not a doctor but
1: yeah ex- no i agree and well and it's one of those things it's like if it's not broken don't fix it and we ever heard that saying before yeah. well My brain's not broken. I'm not fixing it. My DNA is not broken. I'm not going to fix it.
2: Yeah, you know, I actually think it's a possibility. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I think it's a possibility that this dystopian future is going to be reality where there are the thems and the them, the them, the the us and the others are yeah and that people are going to put this shit in their brains they are. and totally commit to electric vehicles and flying cars and um and surveillance surveillance and living in big cities and completely giving all of your rights voluntarily over to a tyrannical government in order to have some privileges and work in their system no i'll be you know Worst case scenario I'll be ran into the forest or hunted down in the forest like but if I can I'll just 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 huddle down in a little low tech low sanctuary I really think sanctuary. that there's going to
1: be I really think that we're going to see parallel societies. Yeah. And I think you're going to have like you said those living in the big cities and then I think you're going to have what they what we would call fringe societies.
2: And they're going to they're going to smaller consider... groups of
1: people that are tribal more tribalistic. Um, work on a barter trade system, and I and guarantee
2: you, they're gonna consider the people that don't live in the cities to be scum, like less than, like just peasants or just. But in yeah, reality,
1: absolutely, they'll be will it, be
2: free, and they'll be like poor slaves, beholden to everything that the the man puts in place. It kind
1: of reminds me of that show, and I didn't watch the whole series because it was really super creepy. But The Handmaid's Tale,
2: Mm,
1: where you've got this walled city and people are living in there and I won't get into the details, but there is a French society outside of that. Mm. Um, People that were considered dirty and unclean and um, people that lived within that walled city, you know, on some levels. You had the people that were brainwashed to believe that you had to stay away from these people because they were basically lepers mm. and then you had others saying no they're just regular people i'm trying to escape from that and if you tried escaping then you were killed oh so, man i really kind of think it, it you know has the potential to look something like that you know if we get to that point i don't know how long it's going to take i couldn't tell you if it's going to be next year or in 10 years from now or 100 years from now
2: it'll take a little bit of time but, but...
1: If they, if they keep going the way that they are, there's going to be people that are going to resist this. People like us who are going to stand up and say, no, we're not going to fall into this trap. We're not going to live like this. We're going to live natural lives. And if that means living in a fringe type society, I think that most of us are willing to do that. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I know I certainly would be. I'm not going to live under their constant surveillance and their government state. And either
2: I'm already like over it to the extent that they're already intruding in on my rights. Yeah, exactly. But that's just me. Um, I love that concept of, uh, well, I don't love it, but it's a fun uh, thing to knock around in your head. And I actually have a story similar to the handsmaid's tale or another one where you have these walled cities, where people live and it's cut off from the natural world.
1: Well, and they're trying to create it right now. It's already in the process of being built in the middle East, the line. Yep. The line
2: creepy. And I think it's
1: not, it's not a theory. It's actually being built as we
2: speak. And it's being advertised and propagandized as this, this like all the amenities you need are all in your sector. And you have a view of the, desert and ocean and just outside you have access to nature and um but you don't ever leave this walled line and you don't actually get to go outside of that i think it's going to be a shithole prison i think it's going to be an absolute disgusting city it's going to be a nasty stinky alley
1: yep and i think that what's going to be outside of it is going to be just as bad because at some point they're not going to be able to to Deal with or contain,
2: manage all their waste and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so I think that the outside of that is going to look disgusting, and the people inside of it are going to have no idea.
2: They'll be prisoners. Imagine being born into that and then never leaving. Oh my god! Holy yeah. smokes, you guys, the future. I seriously, it's it's going to be wild with the te- the way technology's going, and and all these wars and stuff. It's just blows my mind what a crazy time to be alive
1: right
2: jeez Hmm. i am i honestly like most days think about maybe i'd be better off without a phone like
1: (laughs) i know i do too (laughs) i really do i'm like do i really need this thing i'm like I could, just got to a point where I don't even use it a whole lot anymore. Well, um, when I
2: was a kid, um, it was like if you needed to call somebody, you call them on the landline. If they weren't around their other landline, you're screwed. It's like you had to make plans in advance. I think I could live my life like that. Um, I think I could again.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be too hard. I, I think for those of us that already grew up living like that, I don't think it would be a difficult transition. Where I think it would be a difficult transition would be for like people that are my son's age who have always lived in this digital electronic world,
2: instant gratification world.
1: Yeah. Like my, my son sees an old phone and he's like, How did you use that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, He's like, How'd you pack that around with you? And I'm like, you didn't.
2: <laughs> you didn't. It was attached
1: <laughs> to a wall with a cord. He's like, If you're
2: lucky, oh. I had a long cord.
1: yeah if you if you were lucky you had a long cord that you could like reach around the hallway and sit in the hall and not at the kitchen table in front of your mother (laughs) yeah but you know there's just no concept kids these days have no concept of what you know they have no idea that you know a tv took up you know a quarter of your living room space Uh, How do you mount something like that to the wall? You don't. don't. It sits on the floor. You don't
2: think like that. That's crazy. Think.
1: Exactly. My, My son did actually ask me that with the two TVs. Like, how would you mount something like that to the wall?
2: Well, you'd, You first have to mount a huge platform with straps to protect (laughs) from earthquakes.
1: Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) you you attach it to the rafters in your ceiling.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, so wild! You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think uh, I I don't know. I want to disconnect from technology like pretty badly. Um. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll work on something here for next year. I don't know. But, I mean, it might be forest. I might not have to plan it. But (laughs) hopefully not. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's nice to come here and look at the news with you and everyone and kind of see this all unfold as we go. And uh, just kind of, I think it's good. It expands our minds and uh, keeps it all fresh. And I appreciate that. So let's get into a little bit of news. Let's do it. Uh, on the financial side of things, which we've been kind of neglecting because I'll tell you exactly why it's just not that important to keep on a, t- a tab on it as closely as, as we do, you know, the markets go up and down the dollar value fluctuates, things happen. And it's just kind of, um, a small event in a larger thing. I think, uh, the bigger picture is more important, um, And that's why we don't look at Apple's up 2% today, Apple's down 2% today kind of stuff, because it doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Uh, The things that do matter if you are interested in these things are the value of currencies and liquidity, the liquidity (laughs) crisis. So those are the things you're going to want to look at. And if anybody uh, that you listen to is talking about anything else, they probably are just babbling. the Bank of Canada. And gold
1: are important too, though. What? I think gold and silver are important
2: too. They are, but at the same time it's so manipulated, you're not gonna see yeah. anything happen until They're
0: I think the system
2: until the system changes. Because it's all paper traded controlled baloney. I don't think the value that we see on paper is what the actual value no. would be without our current system in place of trading more than is actually available. It just doesn't make sense. So
1: True.
2: I think um regardless of the price, it's always a good time to buy. And that's just kind of how I see it. I don't care if it's up or down um
1: yeah.
2: average in, which means buy it constantly often over time. And it won't matter if it was high or low that day because it'll average out over time. True. But I do, yeah, I do like looking at it though, just out of curiosity. But um, I guess the Bank of Canada has hiked their rates to 4.25% and it signals a potential pause. They signal a potential pause. Um, They hiked by a half a percent. And let's see what the Yahoo has to say about that.
1: I think the U.S. is somewhere around seven and a quarter or seven and a half percent right now compared to Canada's four and a quarter.
2: The Bank of Canada raised interest rates aggressively for a sixth straight time while opening the door to pausing its hiking cycle. Policymakers led by Governor Tiff McClem increased the benchmark overnight lending rate by 50 basis points. The highest since the beginning of 2008. The move was in line with the expectations of a slim majority of economists in a Bloomberg survey. Uh, Them talking about stopping this is interesting because we see the same thing happening with the United States Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. And uh, people like Elon Musk saying they need to stop doing that if we're going to get through this. And I'm not an economist. I'm not a professional investor even. I'm a wannabe lucky investor who flips coins and sometimes makes profits um so i really don't know but uh i have my best guesses on that stuff um but we do know some actual investors and professionals if you're interested in buying gold and silver go to getgoldstay.com and meet kirk elliott and his team and get a free consultation getgoldtoday.com let them know the red pill project sent you if you're interested in that they do 401, 401k rollovers Roth IRA rollovers all this good stuff so uh, check out getgoldtoday.com if you're interested in financial security and advice <clears throat> any thoughts on the finance stuff uh,
1: it's a shit show like uh, it always is <laughs> I, I think our dollar just is going to keep losing value and especially once the um BRICS nations um, roll out their their gold standard that they use, and from what I could gather, I saw an article this morning. It was really really long, but it said that um, Russia was getting ready to roll out the their petro gold. So their gold is going to be apparently much like okay. what our dollar is. It's a petro dollar. There's just going to be a petro currency. Only it's going to be based on it's petro gold. Which so kind that of sounds gives like a combination
2: uh, of, yeah, of petrol and gold controlling the value of their currency or backing their currency.
1: Backing their currency, which mm. is kind of a double whammy. I mean, it's a brilliant strategy. It, yeah, it's and, um, interesting,
2: huh? Yeah. Meanwhile, our fiat dollar is in despair and tumbling.
1: Yeah, because yeah, we're we live in a debt based system, so our our currency is valued on the amount of debt that our country holds and the value of each individual person that is responsible for paying out that debt, because whether you understand it or not, we're each assigned a a debt value and we're assigned Mm -hmm. that basically number from birth. And so are our children.
2: It's fucked up, man. Well, you know, if shit hits the fan, I'll have you guys know I have a plethora of buttons and seashells at my side and I'm ready to (laughs) say, (laughs)
1: be <laughs> like oh you have a button missing on your shirt do you need a button <laughs> i need some roof work done
2: <laughs> oh my goodness let us know what you guys think about the financial aspect of this if that's your the lane that you love we don't we don't love that lane because we're poor and we like to just pretend like we're not and so we don't talk about it um I'm just kidding. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure that most people already know that by now. If you think I'm rich, then oh, We're you rich.
2: I <laughs> We're rich in our hearts, where it matters.
1: Yeah. But we've got uh, in U.S. news: Democrat Raphael Warnock defeats Republican Herschel Walker in Georgia Senate mm. runoff battle. Go figure. Of nobody's course, nobody's
2: surprised.
1: Nobody is surprised at all. So now the Dems have control of the Senate and they don't need Kamala Harris' as a tiebreaker because they have the majority. So you can basically see that Um, it, You know, I I don't know... I'm going to say this and this is my opinion. But we gave... You know, we had 50-50 split in the House with Kamala as a a tiebreaker, which wasn't great. (laughs) Um, And we got the House, right? I I think we've got a slim margin in the House of Representatives. But honestly, if you want my opinion, I think that the Senate is far more important than the House of Representatives. I think that um, winning putting their efforts into the House race really was, I mean, not that I think it would have turned out any different, honestly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but um, maybe if they would have invested more in the Senate races, they would have. But you're talking about in here, I saw figures where um, there was between general election candidates and outside groups in the Senate race, a jaw-dropping $380.7 million was spent through November 29th. Wow. Warnock raised 150.5 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And about then, half. which was triple of what oh. Walker raised, which was 58.3 million. Interesting. You're talking about a huge amount of money that is spent on these races. And it's, you know, people like us, there's no chance, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that we're ever going to have a chance at this because we simply don't have this kind of money so our government really is if you want to look at it this way run by elites because it's only the elites who can afford to run you know so if people want to dispute that it's like saying oh well do, would you consider running for the senate right. do you have 150 million dollars at your disposal to spend on that just to blow
2: no you'd have to do a campaign and- right
1: but you're you as a normal citizen there's of no way not. that you're going to win raise no. that kind of money. You're talking about having to have donors that are rich and, you know, be attached to special interest groups. Yeah, and it's a system. lobbyists. I think it's corporations.
2: A, it's a system designed to, and it's extremely difficult now for your average Joe to actually break through. It's these people are s- selected, not elected.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or selected to be faux elected
1: it's true so it's just kind of one of those things where there's no chance for normal everyday citizens to ever win something like this because you simply can't afford to
2: yeah i mean it's hard for me to visualize the path forward with our elections being stolen again and again and again and again and just the uh kind of staleness of arizona right now with the they were talking about they were about to have um they were going to have these massive protests and all this which just never occurred um and it seems almost all hope is lost but i don't think all hope is lost i think there still is a chance that things straighten out but um i wouldn't say that it's very 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 likely no i'm <laughs> um, sorry so you're fine. Um, yeah, I just got Josh popping my screen with little notes. So I was like, got distracted. Um. But yeah, that's just how I feel, you guys. It's okay to disagree with me, like Rusty Chair over here, who apparently thinks that we, I laugh too much. Um. I appreciate your feedback, but, you know, I laugh because this stuff's dire, man. And uh, you don't want to be on here crying. But I appreciate your feedback. I hope you find something you like better. Um, Musk has been in the news a lot lately. He fired. (laughs) Let's just read the story. How about that? This is pretty wild stuff, and I think it's going to continue to develop. I think that's obvious into more. But this is actually um, a huge. Musk fires lawyer over alleged role in censoring Hunter Biden laptop story. And this is actually even breaking news for him himself the other day when he discovered this. The Tesla founder went on to assert that he had given Baker a chance to explain himself, but that his explanation was unconvincing. And Musk actually tweeted that. Somebody asked him, you know, how did they justify this? And Musk just said it was not convincing. He tried to explain it, but no, I fired him. So Twitter CEO Elon Musk has fired company general counsel James Baker over his possible role in suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. In light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today. Musk wrote in response to a tweet from alternative journalist Matt Taibbi that included an article on Baker's history with federal investigations. Baker was formerly the FBI's general counsel and was one of seven several federal officers to push the down discredited Steele dossier as part of the Trump-Russian collusion collusion hoax. The Tesla founder went on to insert that he had given Baker a chance to explain himself, but that his explanation was unconvincing. Musk and uh, Tayyibi have recently begun the release of the Twitter files, a series of internal documents and communications outlining the platform's censorship practices to which Democrats enjoyed preferential access, beginning last Friday. Taibbi started posting screenshots of email conversations between Twitter executives and political groups in which they coordinated uh, the deletion of posts which said groups took issue. Part of the document dump was a series of emails, including Baker, in which top-level Twitter executives discussed their censorship role of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post, ahead of the 2020 presidential election, published an article that included damaging information on the Biden family recovered from Hunter's laptop – in the release document, Baker advocated that the firm should assume the information came from hacked materials, but asserted that the platform needed more information to justify its throttling of the article. Okay, so yeah, when all this stuff initially came out, they Twitter knew that they had to suppress this in order to control the narrative, and what they ran with was that they were hacked materials. But even in their internal communications, it seems like some of them were like can we say these are hacked materials? Are you sure? And then they'd get an email back. Yeah, you know, we have to just assume that they are and go with it. And, uh, this is the best that we got. And it's really is dirty. And you could see that they're kind of like, is, uh, Hey, this is immoral. Like we can't just lie. Can we, well, you can, but there's consequences. So hopefully we could see some justice there. Um, but Taibi, this guy, I've been following him because I don't know when we're expecting the next batch of information coming out, but apparently they're, they're still kind of infiltrated, and they just got that agent out. But um, Matt Taibbi, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but he uh, put out a Twitter file supplemental thread yesterday where he said... Um, on Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published here. We expected to publish more over the weekend. Money, many wondered where, why there was a delay. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and formal, former FBI General Counsel Jim Baker was fired, among the reasons vetting the first batch of Twitter files, without the knowledge of new management. The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery of two journalists, Barry Weiss and me via a lawyer chosen to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated after the weekend. While we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim, Jim, FBI, Jim. When she called (laughs) and asked Jim's last name, the, the answer came back Jim Baker. My jaw hit the floor, said says Weiss. Yeah, so they go on. But that's what happened. Can you believe this stuff? Unbelievable.
1: I mean, I guess I can. I, Elon just got control of Twitter, so it's really kind of no wonder that he's not had time to get, you know, really figure out the nooks and crannies of what's going on there Yeah, and get rid of the people that have been there for a really long time that are infiltrated that, you know, may want to keep doing what they're doing that's, are hiding
2: in the recesses so yeah and i think a lot of people are really excited about what's going on here and um i i also think that we might not we but some people might be putting too much faith in elon personally i don't trust nobody even elon and i think he could do a lot of good with his position uh and he is But I wouldn't say that he's going. He's not our savior, okay. I think that is a crazy thing to say. I saw people say it. Elon Musk is our savior. This is like this gets into the false prophet thing. Be careful. Elon Musk has his own interests, and uh, he might be pro humanity and this stuff. But he's also pro electric vehicles, and which you know maybe it could pan out to be good in the end. And he sees something I don't. But I think there's some Uh, evil there as well. But uh, with that said, I am looking forward to what he does next. Yeah. He's part of the elite faction. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, but let's see if he could uh, do some damage to the uh, other parts of the Hydra, the other heads of the Hydra in this war waging kind of behind the scenes that, that the average Joe might not even realize.
1: Yeah, we'll see what's going on. I haven't really been following the Twitter files thing too much. Um, I know that he's releasing some of the stuff, the communications between government. I think that's really kind of what they're focusing on. It's not yeah. so much the Hunter fighting the laptop stuff and what's no, on it. This is not it's about more Hunter. The co- no, this is more the collusion between Twitter and the government to suppress. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the DNC um, literally emailed them, hey, suppress this information, and they got back. Okay, yeah. done. Uh, In a nutshell, paraphrasing not exact quotes. So this shows collusion between the DNC and the media to censor right before an election. Mm -hmm. Hello? And this isn't just Twitter. This is Facebook. This is Instagram. This is all of your social media, guys. The FBI was having weekly meetings with social media companies in order to control the narrative. Yeah. My God. The election Mm -hmm. needs to be just redone. Like, Trump's right, man. Trump's right, as yeah. usual.
1: He absolutely is.
2: All right. We have a little bit of world news going on.
1: Yep. Russia erects a new missile base on islands near Japan for round the clock watch. Wow. So Russia has inflamed regional tensions with, de- with Japan by deploying new missile defense systems in the disputed Kuro Islands specifically a mobile coast defense missile system on a northernmost island in the chain. Coastal servicemen of the Pacific Fleet will keep a round-the-clock watch to control the adjacent water area and strait zones, the Russian Defense Ministry said in announcing the new missile placement on Tuesday.
2: This is pretty big.
1: It is. um, So Russia has long been denounced by Japan and its allies in the West for militarizing the island building up a military presence under the radar, despite Tokyo also claiming sovereignty over them, which it calls the Northern Territories of Southern Kashima. All of this comes amid long-running on-again, off-again peace negotiations over the island status. Russia had already deployed bastion systems on Matua, part of the central Kuril Islands, but this new announcement of an expansion of coastal systems to other islands on a year-round basis marks a significant escalation. Hmm. As for the peace talks regarding the island status, Russia cut them off after Japan imposed Ukraine related sanctions on Moscow. According, according to Reuters, chief, Japan's chief cabinet secretary, Hirokazu Matsunu, told Tuesday news conference that the government will closely monitor the Russian military activity, adding it has been intensifying in the Far East regions in tandem with Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Washington-based think tank Center for Strategic and International Studies in a September report urged greater United States involvement in the region as a result of Russia's ongoing island militarization. Russia's steps to boost its presence suggest that the island will continue to play a pernicious role in the future of Russo-Japanese relations. But Japan and the United States should deepen consultations regarding Russia's activities in the region. Um, and there's so. a map in here that shows where it's at. But basically, the Kuril Islands are just north of Japan. Like it's kind of all the part of the same chain of islands. Mm -hmm. And I think part
0: of it's,
2: I think this plays into the, the war developing in the East. And I think it has a lot to do with Taiwan and people positioning for a big event there, which the big event in the East would be China going into Taiwan. I don't know what else it would be. I mean, I guess there's other players that could make moves like North Korea but I think the big one's Taiwan here. So,
1: but it does it does have to do with the straits, and you know when you look at where the islands are positioned and located at and stuff like that. Knowing where Ukraine is and some of the damage they've done to the Black, Black Sea, and you do have important waterways there for shipping and yes. transportation that are important for the southern regions of Russia. So it's really kind of in my opinion no surprise given the conflict that exists between russia and ukraine that russia is putting military basically military bases on an island that they own to watch those waterways Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know that i would i don't know anything about what their reasoning is behind it but in my mind i guess it kind of makes sense
2: it's just a it's just a strategic point in that area
1: they're doing everything they can to get the united states drawn into this and i think that's a mistake i think that it's really between well the western allies i guess japan you know is now trying to be like oh we need to work together with the united states why this isn't our conflict but you the usa is supposed to be the savior of the world you know, you just call on us and we come. And it's like, why should we keep sending our men and women over there to die for these causes that have nothing to do with us?
2: You know, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Um, so- China has announced nationwide loosening of COVID restrictions. And huh, I don't I don't believe it, but we'll see. Maybe they will loosen for a time. Uh, this comes after uh, videos emerging of them. Um, welding people into their um, buildings again and huge protests across China not protesting COVID restrictions they're protesting freedom of speech being heard and freedom in general Um, a lot of them are walking around with blank signs to represent that they're not being heard so they've all kind of gathered around the same concept of we don't have any voices this isn't about covid nobody gives a shit about covid okay Uh, we care about the jabs and the dna modification with the mrna vaccines and stuff but we don't care about covid we don't care i don't maybe i'm speaking for myself i don't care
1: i don't care about covid either i didn't care about it when it came out i just that was me Um, it's all a lot of hype I mean, not to say that there isn't an illness out there, but I don't think it's as bad as what they say it is.
2: Yeah. So I hope China does loosen their restrictions, but, you know, we'll see. They need to...
1: Well, you also got to remember, China is famous for saying one thing and doing something completely different. So just because they're saying they're loosening restrictions doesn't mean they are. It just means they're not going to be... You're not going to see that stuff.
2: It could just be an announcement to try to quell protests. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll work or not. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. I think it's wishful thinking that it's over. What else do we have?
1: Uh, Weapons donated to Ukraine are being used by terrorists in Africa and Nigeria. So this was... um, an article from Natural News. We already knew that the weapons weren't actually making their way to Ukraine. Um, yeah, and we knew that they were being trafficked other other places and stuff. Turns out they're being trafficked to uh, northern parts of northern Africa. Nigerian President Muhammadu Buhari was has warned that some of the weapons Western countries have supplied to Ukraine are being getting to make their way to Africa. Speaking to heads of neighboring states at the Lake Chad Basin Commission, he cautions, regrettably, the situation in the Sahel and the raging war in Ukraine serve as major sources of weapons and fighters to bolster the ranks of the terrorists in the region. A substantial proportion proportion of the arms and ammunition procured to execute the war in Libya continues to fight its way to the Lake Chad region and other parts of the Sahel. Weapons being used for the war in Ukraine and Russia are equally beginning to filter to the region. And so there's global concerns about possible arms diversion you know which we've talked about before here and uh you know we just keep you know between Europe and the United States and all of yep. those NATO nations they just keep sending more weapons and more weapons and more and money, money and that's what they do
2: yeah i saw a statement i forget where it came from but it was a us statement that was like we are not encouraging attacks on russia from ukraine by Ukraine. We're not we're not encouraging Ukraine to attack Russia. And I was just like, what are you talking about? You sent them weapons upon weapons upon weapons and money on money on money, and you're saying you're not encouraging any attacks on Russia? What the hell is this?
1: Well, maybe they're just supposed to take the weapons and the money and, you know, sell them. <laughs> Here, have these, wow. but hold on to them.
2: They're like... <laughs> What a, what, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, UK signs digital ID deal with Ukraine to keep people safer. Oh, Lord.
1: Yep. Of course they are. The UK is, it's getting worse and worse by the day.
2: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty terrible. There is a critical need for people to be able to use digital solutions to prove they are who they say they are, a spokesman from British, uh, from Britain's Department of International Trade said. No, there's not. No. I, I, hate, I don't like uh, digital ID stuff. And they're doing it here too, folks. I'm not playing. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know, it's going to be harder and harder. Like you said, we talked about this divide in the beginning of the technocracy versus the people who don't want to play their game. And I really yep. think it's going to come to that point of we certain people might not be able to partic- participate in their system if they don't comply to a digital ID or a chip under your skin or whatever, however they decide to roll this thing out, which sucks, but it is what it is. I mean, I wonder how yeah. it will look in the future.
1: I'd be curious,
2: man got a couple things when it comes to health and then we'll we'll wrap things up unless you have any digital id gripes
1: i don't we know it's coming it's not here yet but they're working on it we're gonna see it rolled out and i think we have like in not canada excuse me in england i think we have
2: first we kind of do have it though we have apple i apple pay
1: we do yeah and google pay and meta pay. sorry yeah i've got my own version of kevin
2: bad kitty <laughs> she's not happy
1: um, and we have digital
2: so, branches we have bank branches that aren't even you can't talk to a teller you can't withdraw cash yeah, except sure. from an atm it's weird they are going that way yeah I don't the, like-
1: we're, you're gonna see it rolled out more and more and more you know right now it's optional to opt into something like that.
2: Eventually it won't be, but um yeah, it's optional, but like I never did Apple pay until one time I needed a new card, a new bank card. So I go to the bank and there I I've never been to this bank before. It was just the closest one to my location. So I went to the bank. I'm like, I need a new card. And they said, Oh, we don't do that at this branch. This is a digital branch. Um But we could show you how to sign up for Apple pay and withdraw money. And I was like, what so there they get you you voluntarily now signed up for apple pay
1: yep. boom i've never i've never used anything like that or ridiculous. i've you know i've got paypal but it's i don't r- use it's those. Wild. i don't i really don't use those things i just i don't know kind of old-fashioned but
2: cash i like really cash
1: even though it's not worth anything.
2: Yeah, I like the fake money. <laughs> the fake money. What else we got?
1: <laughs> so in health, we've got Congress to roll back the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for troops. So the weak Republicans, you know, finally accomplished one little, one little piece of goal. And uh, they said that they weren't going to pass the NDAA unless, you know, they took the vaccine mandate out of there. So they did. And um, who knows how long it'll stay out of there or how long that'll stay. But um, they claim that, rightly so, that they are, um, they don't have the recruitment numbers and the retention numbers they need in the military. And so they're dropping the vaccine mandate. And I think. That at some point we're going to see it reinstated again. They're going to try to force that, right? And if there's after another, they get their recruitment numbers up,
2: yeah. If there's another quote-unquote pandemic, you think they're not going to reinstate it? I think you're absolutely spot on. They're just trap more people in there.
1: Oh, yep.
2: I hope I'm wrong, but I could see that happening.
1: Yep. So for now, though. it's out. They're lifting. They're lifting the vaccine mandate. I don't know whether it, this article doesn't say anything about whether they're going to reinstate people who refuse the vaccine or who want the exemption for it, or whether they're going to honor those exemptions. I suspect not. I suspect we'll see that it's just, Oh, mandates have been lifted and that'll be what it is. I don't think we'll see, but I could be wrong. You know, people might get their jobs back.
2: Yeah. We'll see, man. Um, When it comes to health, we discussed this last night in the uh, After Dark chat with Josh, the Q&A that we do on the Social Red Pill, uh, www.socialredpill.com, if you want to participate in these kinds of things. But uh, we've talked about health, and uh, what's my point here? There's... Basically, we're seeing the effects of these jabs on people's immune systems, and... Mm we see the corruption of the pharmaceutical industries and all these medicines. And I saw this going on, on around on Twitter. And I don't know if it's, you know, this could be, this isn't confirmed. This is just hearsay at this point, but this is something that I found on Twitter regarding a uh, nasal, nasal spray in children. Um, and it is that four weeks ago, this guy, Dean Chinook Leech. Uh, Tweeted four weeks ago, UK children received a flu nasal spray. Today, there are children dying from strep A. Wake the F up. Um, This person said, yes, researching over the weekend, I knew there was a link to the flu mist vaccines and this strep A. uh, And linked a PubMed article, live attenuated influenza vaccine enhances colonization of uh, streptococcus, pneumonia and staphylococcus aureus in mice Hmm. so some supportive information here it doesn't seem like it's too far from the truth yeah
1: i did see an article or not an article an advertisement on tv last night um, where they're pushing the pneumonia vaccines and um, really hard pushing the pneumonia vaccines yeah and i wonder if that's related
2: to part of this. Maybe. Here's another six kids die of strep in UK, blamed on lockdowns. Answer, we need a vaccine. Oh my gosh, no. This is probably from the vaccines, and we're seeing now children suffering. And you know what? Shedding is real, all this stuff, so we need to take care of our health. Um, I think over time the effects of these jabs and shedding and health concerns are mitigated and our bodies naturally take care of it. And I I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not a uh, expert in health, but um, there have been some things that indicate that may be the case by real experts, not the faux experts that are pushed by the fake news media. But uh, hopefully that's the case. If that's the case, then just stay healthy. Don't eat the poison they put on the shelves in the markets. Try to eat whole, healthy foods and stay hydrated with good drinks like clean water. Water. (laughs) Without fluoride. (laughs) And uh, remember to prepare for any natural disasters or emergencies. Uh, I have to say it, you know, things happen all the time. Volcanoes are erupting all around the world. Earthquakes. The earth is shaking. Tornadoes all these things supply chain issues they're real they could impact anybody at any time Um, power outages power outages,
1: regardless of where how they
2: yeah you know you might just get a random person just decide to shoot up a power station and know exactly where to hit it to really cause thousands of outages just don't worry though that's just nothing that's just you know it happens all the time come on people are still on power People are still out. Oh my god! Yeah, this is wild, man. The world is. is wild. uh Today we have the premiere of the Earth Chronicles with Josh and David Whitehead mm-hmm. at noon.
1: Yep, he put the link What's to that? that, I believe, in the social red pill. So if you want the link to that show, that's now, like, isn't
2: it? Oh wait, no, noon my no, time. It, no,
1: it's it. Is it noon, New York Time? Noon Pacific. So. I think
2: so. Just check social red pill uh if you are interested in watching that this afternoon, or you can always go back to the archives and watch it we will publish it on Podbean and everywhere else. So enjoy that with David Whitehead and Joshua Reed starting today, every Wednesday going forward until the series is over. Yeah. Um We also have the Daily Dose tonight with Joshua Reed to talk about the unfolding global conspiracy and any breaking news that we have today. Uh, We're kind of seeing and we're thinking we're going to have some big news tomorrow. We don't know. This is just complete speculation based on the eighth of every month for the past few months, having something pretty heavy and big occur. So we'll see if that theory continues to prove itself out this month, with today being the seventh. Of course, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, where I want to remind everyone to remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice then and those who continue to carry our flag. Um, It's very important. So Andrea, thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate you. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, 8 30 AM Pacific. Everybody make sure you like the videos and hit those plus signs. And if you're doing any Christmas shopping and you need pillows and socks and these kinds of things, there's a link in the description. Uh, Use the code RPP at MyPillow.com and you can get up to 66% off. Uh, We appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys. Take care. God bless. Godspeed.